Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. Our scripture this morning. This is from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 to 36. Right. <clears throat> oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed as a statute to Jacob, as an everlasting covenant to Israel, saying, to you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When you were few in number and of little account and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth, tell of his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be held in awe above all gods, for all gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O clans of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, that video is amazing. Someone amazing made it. His name is Dave, and he's my husband. Um, and I think, I personally think it's amazing. Oh, oh. Um, anyway, so my name is Jamie. Um, I'm one of the leaders here at Trinity Life Church. 
Um, and we've been going through a series called The Practice of Presence, um, which shifts our perspective to see that spiritual disciplines is not about production, but about presence. Um, we've talked about hear, trust, and obey the word, um, evangelism, silence and solitude, stewardship, and last week we talked about worship. Um, today, we're going to talk about prayer, fasting, and journaling, um, which is really exciting for me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the reason why we've grouped these three together is because prayer um, and fasting and journaling intertwine with each other quite a bit. Um, and more often than not, prayer is found in fasting and journaling. Um, so that brings me to address um, the problem, which is that the reality is that prayer is actually really hard for a lot of us. Um, and it, it's difficult, it's painful, it's excruciating. Um, and the thing is that if we get tripped up by prayer, the likeliness of us journaling or fasting is less likely to happen. So maybe you're a new mom um, and that you're, you're struggling with sleep or um, maybe you're a student that's really caught up in exams and you're really stressed out of your mind trying to find time for that. Um, maybe you're busy, um, maybe you have a full schedule, maybe um, you just don't know what to say. Or maybe prayer is boring and awkward or maybe it's intimidating and uncomfortable. Whatever the case, um, a lot of us feel really guilty and ashamed um, of our prayer walks. And um, a lot of us feel, you know, oh, I'm a Christian. Like, why don't I pray more? I need to pray more. Oh, how come I only pray when it's time to eat? Um, and the thing is, we carry a lot of guilt and shame. And I just want to say that guilt and shame is not of God. Right, So I just want to renounce that in the name of Jesus, um, and I just want to call that out and renounce that lie, and I want to welcome you guys into an environment to receive the word and the truth um, and invite you guys to know that prayer is not about perfection. Um, so um, the thing is, if we keep our eyes on the act of prayer, you know, on having the right words, saying the right things, making sure that it's long and lengthy, we will get caught up in um, just trying to say the right thing, and then that'll make us anxious and worry. Um, but what if the search is not for perfect prayers? What if your search is a deeper desire? What if it's a greater search? What if what you're looking for is intimacy with the Father? Right, so I think a lot of us um, are trying so hard. And I just want to say that this, this desire that you have to have better prayer life, a, a stronger prayer journey, that desire is a holy desire. And I want to affirm that in you guys. I don't want you guys to leave here thinking, oh, um, I just need to pray better. I think that the fact that you want that is a holy desire. And so whatever you do, um, this desire, do not lose it. Do not lose that. Don't let it go. Don't try to hide it. Um, just embrace it. And I think that you will find that your desire is actually for the Lord and his presence. Um, so yeah, so prayer, fasting, and journaling are not things we must do. Um, they're not things we need to perform. They're not tasks we have to perfect 
or goals we have to meet. Prayer is about being in his presence and connecting with him. So our bottom line today is prayer, fasting, and journaling facilitate greater intimacy with God. I know it doesn't rhyme. I had a really good one. It was really good, except it was like kind of there, but not really. So I was like, oh, we'll just make it more clear. Um, <laughs> yeah, so prayer, fasting, and journaling facilitate greater intimacy with God. It is a means for which we fall in love with the Lord. Um, not just the Lord, it also is a means for us to fall in love with the kingdom and with one another. Um, so it's a means to, for cultivating love. And so that's why prayer, fasting, and journaling is so important, is because it's facilitating that space for you to fall in love deeply. So if prayer, fasting, and journaling is a means for falling in love, how do we stay in love with him? How do we become people who are after God's own heart? So there's a man in the Bible, his name is David, and he is, um, he's titled as a man after God's own heart. So I thought maybe today we can learn from him uh, what it means or what it looks like to stay in love and fall in love with the Lord. So let us move to the scriptures. So um, this is 1 Chronicles 16, 8 to 36. And so this story is actually really funny. Adam spoke on worship last week, and it's the same story. It's <laughs> so actually what happens is that the Ark of Covenant is um, carried through different places and not with Jerusalem uh, or the, king, the nation of Israel. And um, David is trying to bring it back. And in this, this passage, he actually brings it back, and um, he's bringing it back to Jerusalem, and then they start celebrating, and he starts worshiping and celebrating the Lord unapologetically, unashamed, and just really excited. Um, and this prayer is um, just him. He gets really um, devoted to the Lord, and he assigns a group of people to minister and worship the Lord on a regular basis. Um, and so this is a, um, a passage that he prays over them, and that they pray together. Um, and yeah, so it starts with, um, sorry, I don't have it in my notes, but it says the, the beginning. <laughs> so it says, uh, oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of his wondrous works. So it begins with thanksgiving and speaking of the mighty works and the power of God. And I think um, that's so important. I think, actually, Peter, where's Peter? Peter, where are you? He's in here. Yeah, Peter was praying for us this morning, and he said, um, it's really powerful that he actually puts God in his position of where he belongs and uh, puts us into a position of worship as the first thing to do in prayer. And I think that's a really good point. Um, and then it says, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. So if you're feeling distant from the Lord, if you're feeling dry or empty, it's important to remember not to follow how you feel. Um, a lot of the times, if you follow your guilt and your emptiness, it'll just take you further away from God. It'll make you, it'll, you'll isolate yourself because that's what 
um, our negative feelings and negative thoughts tend to do. Um, we must seek the Lord and his strength and seek his presence continuously. So it's a choice. It's something that we do. We choose to follow Jesus regardless of how we feel. So a couple years ago, um, about four years ago, my, my son was born. I had my son. And um, his name is Ethan, and he's here somewhere. Um, and so I had him, and I think a lot of moms can relate to this, but um, it became a really uh, difficult time. It was very isolating and um, very exhausting, not having any sleep. Um, and it got really um, lonely, I think, that was the main thing. I had um, no, I was talking to a baby all day, so that wasn't helpful. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, they don't talk back. Um, so it was a really difficult time. And I started to um, isolate myself more and more. I felt like nobody understood me, no one could feel what I was feeling. And then I started to get really into a really heavy place, a really dark place. And um, I started having thoughts of hurting myself and my son. Um, and it was a really dark time. And needless to say, my prayer walk was non-existent. Um, and I, I just... I got to a point where I was really, really sick and I didn't tell anybody. And then there was a day where it got really intense and I got really scared. Um, and I ended up in the hospital and I remember being really angry, just full rage, like just super angry. And I was so mad with God, like why would he put me here? You know, what got me here? How did I even get here? And I just wanted to to just cut him off. And I think like that was my way of rebelling, just cutting him off. Um, and so I didn't pray. I just left it at that. And then my anger got deeper and my loneliness got deeper and I went through months. Um, I remember there was like maybe two months where I sat there and did nothing and felt nothing. Um, and I was just so, so lonely. And there was one day where, so I went to the hospital about four times. At the, I think it was the second last day, or the last day, I, I was there on my birthday. And I remember sitting there on my birthday being tired and frustrated. And I remember I sat there and I was like, God, why? I just talked to him for the first time and I said, why did you leave me? Why did you leave me here? And he, he didn't say anything, right? And I was like, so frustrated. And I said, God, if you are who you say you are, you need to show up because I can't handle this anymore. And so on my birthday, 
I remember he opened my eyes to see that God was in it the whole time. He was in it with my husband. He was there with medication. He was there with my hospital stays. He was there through my parents and my sister and all these people around me. They were around me and they were surrounding me, my church. But I couldn't, like I was so caught up in what I was feeling and I just dug deeper in how I felt. But I needed to persevere. That was the thing. I needed to seek the Lord continuously. I needed to seek him. And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I sought after the Lord, and he showed me himself, and he showed me that he was there for me. Um, and so in any relationship, whether it be friendship or a romantic relationship, where you persevere regardless of the tension and the difficulty and, you know, the, the rejection that you might feel, that's where intimacy grows. And that, I think that day when God showed me that he was in it all along, that's when I was like, yeah, God is here and he loves me. And I fully understood, or not fully, but I, I understood to a deeper sense that he really loved me. So... If we persevere in our relationships, um, how much more should we persevere in our relationship with God, right? Um, So I've got some prayer tips on a light note. Um, (laughs) Transition. Um, Okay, so one thing you can do is start with worship. So like we said earlier um, in the beginning of this prayer, um, David starts with worship. I put on worship music every time I pray. It just, it positions my heart into um, a response of worship and it brings me to a place where I just want to praise the Lord. And so um, if you want to bring out worship music, do it. I think that's the best way to get yourself into prayer. Um, And then the next thing I would start with is honesty. Um, Be honest. If you don't know what to say, tell him that. If you don't feel comfortable, tell him that. If you feel awkward and uncomfortable, also tell him that. And just ask him, just be like, God, teach me how to pray. You know? And I think that that goes a long way. Um, and then the last one is start with scripture. Oh, no, not last one. Second last one. Um, scripture. Bring scripture into it. Um, scripture does, oh, I can say, it. I could talk about this for a long time. But scripture brings out so much. Um, and you have so much response when you read scripture. And so if you actually don't know what to talk about with the Lord, read scripture. It will give you something to talk about. And it's just so powerful. And, um, and it's in the scriptures that we hear from the Lord. If you are looking for the voice of God, it is right there before you. If there's anything that God wants to say, needed to say that's significant or important, it's already been said and it's in scripture. So I would seek the scriptures. And then last but not least, try bullet points. If you don't want to write a sentence, that's okay. Just write it down, put it down, um, and we will talk more about putting things down, writing on paper after. Um, But yeah, (laughs) why are you laughing at me? So, (laughs) um, So I want to move into fasting because I feel like this relates really well. Um, fasting is taking, seeking the Lord and going deeper. Um, fasting is the discipline 
and the act of choosing the Lord before everything. It's a physical expression of worship, right? Um, It's acknowledging our desperation for the Lord. Do we truly love God or do we love what he blesses us with, right? Like, do we love what he's giving us or do we love him himself? And the power behind fasting is that it repositions our hearts to say, yes, Lord, you first. Um, And there are so many things that we can cut out. Um, Food is a typical one. Um, I think food is so powerful because you're abstaining yourself physically which your body causes you to have a desire for instant gratification. And I think that speaks loudly to just who we are. But if I'm honest, I think Instagram was way more powerful than food for myself. Um, So I fasted Instagram and now I'm not on it. So booyah, that's right, fasting works. Um, So yeah, um, it was really hard, like a really hard decision. um, I would choose what something you cling on to. Um, and yeah, so it tests the instant gratification. And the question goes, you know, does man, do we live as though man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God? Are we immersing ourselves in the presence of God, in his word, in his presence? Um, and, you know, we can do this without fasting, but the whole point is that we don't. We don't do it. So it's a practice that we do to continuously do to say to the Lord, I choose you, I want you. Um, And yeah, so in any relationship, I'm going back to the relationship thing, um, whether it be friendship or romantic relationship, um, you want to make time for the person, right? You want to go out and hang out and have a girl's night out, or you want to have a date night, or maybe a couple's retreat isolated time um, cultivates a lot of intimacy with the person. So that's what fasting is like. So here's some fasting tips. So choose something you're clinging on to. So Facebook, I'm sure many of you love Facebook. I think that's a major one. Um, And just anything that brings you, not that you have to choose something that brings you joy, but something that Um, fills that void, that emptiness that you have, um, or that boredom even, um, and just introduce the word and the presence of God into those places. So that would go to the next one. Introduce scripture and prayer into those spots and areas where you might have fasted. So with food, if you're not eating, pray, read scripture during that time. Um, And yeah, and then the next one is use your time wisely. Um, It's just, we can probably fast food and then don't pray at all and just be like, I'm fasting, but like you're on a diet, you know? That's that's really what's happening. So um, so if if you fast without having the heart behind it, it's not really... Um, effective. Um, The whole point is to draw near the Lord, right? So last one, when do you fast? Anytime. So I used to think fasting is really for like isolated, like I need to make a decision, rah, 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 like really intense. This is the time to fast. But fasting, I started introducing fasting on a regular basis, like a couple months ago. And um, I do have like a, like a reason why I fast, but sometimes I change it up and I don't pray about that thing that I'm praying about. 
Um, and I just pray just to be with the Lord. And I think that that's really powerful. So anytime, anywhere, any place, fast it up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, now let's move on to the scriptures. Um, and it says, it says, remember the wondrous works that he has done. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are on all the earth. Remember his covenant forever. So this is where I want to talk about the discipline of journaling. I know, journaling is not about having a diary, okay? It's not about the discipline of writing and having pretty writing. Um, it's about, it's an act of remembrance. It's being um, in a position of remembering the Lord. And um, when we remember him, it like births out an excitement and a joy and a love that, that you wouldn't have unless you remembered and you were constantly going back to his faithfulness. Um, so as this passage says, um, I'm not going to read it all out, but um, it, it talks about God's covenant with us. And I just want to remind you guys that it is he who made the covenant with us. It is his sworn promise, and he confirmed it. The Lord is the one who made the way, right? He's the one who made us able to be intimately with him. He is accessible because he said he wanted to be. He's the one who wants to present himself to you. And so how much more should we be drawing near him, right? He made that way for us. Journaling allows us to... Um, it allows us to record all of the things that God has done. It's like putting up altars, right? Um, and a, the act of actually writing it down means you get to actually flip back and look at it and read it. And I think that's so powerful. Um, so in any relationship, um, we can, when we take time to appreciate one another and reflect on our ups and our downs and everything, um, we cultivate our intimacy for each other. Um, so even if it's like writing a card for someone or going on, I don't know, like an anniversary uh, date um, and talking about your marriage over the last seven years, and that's what Dave and I did this year. So, um, But yeah, here's some journaling tips. Um, let's see, yeah. Try jotting things down. Um, this is... Like I said, writing it down is actually really, really impactful. Um, and I'll, I'll, I have an example of, of that. Um, but yeah, so next is keep a folder maybe on your computer if you don't like writing. Um, or maybe Google Docs. I love Google Docs. Maybe you want to do that. Um, or even for the creative ones out there, do a scrapbook. Huh? Right? Put some scripture, put some pictures. It doesn't have to be writing. It, it, it's recording God's faithfulness. It's remembering the things that he's done in your life. So I wrote out a timeline. I'll show you guys. I don't know, the tables. This is my timeline of my faith journey over the last 10 years. I had a Jesus anniversary party. What? Yeah, 10 years, guys. It was a big deal. So I wrote out, um, I went through all my journals and I wrote out everything from 2009 to 2019. And it has like scripture on there. It has like significant people that I met. It has um, some pictures that people have prayed over me. Um, and you guys can totally look at it if you want after. I'm not like, 
oh, look at my life. But you know, if you want to, you are. I'm not hiding it. But um, this is this is uh, an example of why recording things down is so important. Um, so, so with prayer, um, when we seek the Lord continually, and then fasting, we put Him before everything, and then journaling, and we remember His faithfulness. It will cause us to worship Him, right? So, um, in in the next few passages after that, it says. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be feared above all gods, for all gods of the peoples are worthless idols. And then later on it says, Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Yes, the world is established and it shall never be moved. You belong to him, okay? He chose you and he loves you. And I think um, sometimes we forget that because we, we have parts of ourselves that we're afraid to share with people, but with the Lord, he knows all of it. He knows the parts that are hard for you to even process, hard for you to even go there, and he knows it and he loves it. He loves you, right? And I think that's something that we need to hold on to, and it should cause us to get into a position of worship. Um, and so let your whole lives live for the glory of God um, and let your whole being be for him. All of his creation worships him and so should we, right? Do we truly believe and know that his love, which is unstoppable, unwavering, and reliable, endures forever? Um, so towards the end, it says, Save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Call on the Lord in your needs. Call him in your pain and your brokenness and everything that you're struggling with. Tell him. Um, he will deliver you. He is your deliverer. Um, the Lord is present and near you, and he's in the details of everything. Celebrate him and praise him and boast about him. I think that's something that we don't do. We don't talk about how amazing he is. We talk about what to do, how we should do things, how to pray, but we don't talk about God himself. We need to be in a position of constantly remembering how good he is and how amazing he is. Um, yeah, so, so I'm going to, I don't know, what, where, what time is it? Is it super early? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to end the, with something. Um, if you look in the scriptures, Jesus is constantly praying, constantly, constantly. He's always um, it always talks about how he walks away beyond his own and he prays. Um, but there's one prayer that I really want us to receive this morning. Um, so I'm just going to ask everyone to close your eyes. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this passage. So it says, And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, 
Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. In the middle of Jesus' pain and in the midst of his agony, Jesus knelt down and earnestly pray. He sought out the Father in all of his honesty, all of his pain, and all of his love. And he chose obedience. He made the first move. He made the first move for you. Even when you're against him, even when you walk away, even when you don't want him, he chose you. You guys can open your eyes. (laughs) Yeah, so let this love that he poured out for you drive you to get on your knees to earnestly pray. And I I know that when you earnestly seek him, you will find a love that is deeper than the depths of the sea. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God. Let's pray. Father, God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are here and that you love us and that you see us in all of our pain and all of our brokenness, and yet you choose us and you want to be with us. And so, God, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, anything that is getting in the way, any barrier, any um, frustration, any anything that we are putting before you, God, I pray that it would be taken away right now and that we would be naked and bare before you and just be ourselves and tell you that we love you. God, that we would say that I love you too. God, that we would receive that you love us and that we love you. So Lord, I pray a blessing over Trinity Life Church, God. I pray that we would all be in a position of worship and all be in a position of praise regardless of what we're going through because you, God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the creator of the heavens and the earth chose us. You chose us and you love us. And so God, we worship you and we thank you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.